Hey guys, Dan and Cannon here. Cannon, are you going to the Fence Workers Association's uh, fence show? Oh, you better believe it. And I'm going to get in for free, Dan, and I'm going to tell you how you can get in for free, too. Hey, just click that link below the show and enter code MFL50. That's MFL50, Dan. We'll get three days free admission to the exhibit floor to the Fence Show and Security Expo, Las Vegas, Nevada, August 2023. Cannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. Hey, 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 what's happening, man? Hey, what is up, Fence Fam? Welcome to the realest and the baddest Fence show on the freaking planet. Hey, guys. Let's make it official. The date today, Wednesday, October the 19th, and the time is 6.36 p.m. Central Daylight Time, and we're about as early as we've been in a minute. Hey, guys, this yeah. show is for you. This show is for us. We call it My Fence Life. And if you're out here living the fence life, you know how real Defense Life can be. And this is a real show about that. Hey, guys, if you like the show, if you would, do us a favor. Share the show. Tell a friend. And also, just so you know, there's actually three shows every week. It ain't just this one. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every other major podcast platform. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can listen to my Fence Life. Hey guys, my name is Cannon Johnson. I'm with Jackson Fence Company in Medina, Tennessee. And we do all things fence with a stronghold in the residential market and a growing focus on gate automation and commercial fencing. And guys, this is my co-host. Look at him over there with that new microphone. Dan, like you don't got any. Well, like looking good, bro. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> and look, this is my good old buddy, old pal, Dan Blount. Got the mic on the boom stand tonight. Dan is who we call the Fence King from Mandeville, Louisiana, also known as the home of crawfish. And Dan, I wish we could have a little little boil sometime real soon. We're gonna, we're uh, gonna. Make that happen. Oh, hey guys, yeah. the Fence King is known for their beautiful wood fence and providing privacy, security, and peace of mind since 1999. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is my fence life. Everybody here, everybody is getting to it. Get started, get started, get started, get started. Yeah, man, what's happening? That's a hard cut. That's a hard cut. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, look, we are streaming today to to the My Fence Life Facebook page, and also to the Fence Professionals Network. I'm not quite sure how that happened, uh, but as a result, as a result. Uh, okay, here we are. I get to the comments there for a minute. Okay, it's all good. No problem. As a result, <laughs> nothing's different on my end. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the show. We've got Joseph Rivers, Susan K. Worley, Chris Hearn, and we've got a new Facebook user saying, what's up, fellas? I think, Nano, if you're going to comment to us from the Fence Professionals Network, we may not get to see your picture. You remember those days, Dan? Yeah, I remember those days. How did that happen? You were playing with the 70s? Uh, 
I was playing with the settings, bro, and we just uh, went back in time here. We got Evan Gardner in the house saying, "What's up, fellas?" Hey, man, I'm glad you guys are uh, tuned in tonight. Hey, let me let me give a, a quick shout out to some of our sponsors that, that that help make this possible. We have to have those people. Hey, we're coming to you live tonight from the Southwest Automated Security Studio. It's truly your one-stop shop. For gate automation, access control, video surveillance, hardware, and more. Hey, they've got 19 locations, Dano. Southwest Automated Security, I guarantee you they can get the products that you want to your doorstep fast. Visit southwestautomated.com. Who else you got, Dano? Man, we, you know we got experts staying and seal. You know them. You love them. 18 different odor-free flavors. No back brushing necessary. Uh, expert stain and seal professional wood care is employee proof. Click the link in the description, find a dealer near you, and guess what? You got a calendar of events with a bunch of free stuff you can go to. Ooh-wee. Yeah, we- let's talk about my salesman here, guys. My salesman, we just learned, is the number one referred platform through My Fence Life, and we owe it all to My Salesman. The number one way that we save money here at Jackson Fence, and I know Dan Blanc, you guys are saving a ton of money by using My Salesman every single day. Send all your customers through that channel, free qualify them, get to know them. My Salesman, visit Rachel, tell her you want 60 days on the house, mysalesman.com. Yeah, man, that's badass. Talking about badass. D&D Technologies, the name brand and gate hardware, the creator of the Magna Latch, and the shut it badass hinge. If it doesn't say D&D, it's not badass. Man, those guys are nationwide. No, no. They're even more than nationwide. They're in Australia. They're worldwide. Easy on that now, Dano. Hey, John Nimbus, <laughs> the best contractor software. Get your free 14-day trial today at jobnimbus.com. They now have texting built into the platform, so the software is growing. It's a CRM, and it's now a texting portal. All kinds of ways to stay connected with your customer. Visit jobnimbus.com. Be more efficient. Be more profitable. Be more organized. And we can't forget about Benji. We had a good time with Benji this afternoon in our Zoom. Uh, he's representing more than 40 fence companies. Shoot, I don't know, man. He signed on a couple more this week. And uh, he's all over the World Wide Web, helping them out, Fox the competition. And finally, we got FenceTrack, the leader in steel privacy and horizontal fence systems. FenceTrack is the strong option, and it's a great option for residential and commercial projects alike. And Dano, check this out. What's that? 20-year warranty. Visit FenceTrack.com, framing your imagination. Come on. Ha! I don't know why I'm having trouble hearing your music tonight, man. I got all them beats, boy. Boy. <laughs> well, look, man, I got another. I got another review to read for you guys tonight. Uh, let's see. This one says this comes from Kenny Dugan. Everybody knows Kenny Dugan, the Stain Man, right? I have a few select podcasts that I listen to, and these guys made the list. Dan and Cannon are just two simple guys that are an open book, just missing a few pages, and sometimes the writing is cursive. <laughs> they always have great guests, and you always come away from every show with something of value. If you haven't listened to them before, pick an episode and give it a try. You won't be disappointed. Thank you, Kenny Dugan, the Stain Thank Man. You, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny has made a name for himself out here. Yes, he has, man. Yes, he has. Kenny, the Stain Man Dugan. Dano, 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 Dano. Look around you, buddy. Yeah, what's happening? The freaking seats are filling up out here. I hey, guys. Uh, 
If you tune in, you already know the deal. We've got three rules to this show. It's bourbon, it's beer, and it's business. So, Dan, let's start with you. What's your bourbon tonight? Oh, man. I, I can't get away from this one, bro. Jack Daniels, single barrel rye. I love it. Um, I got away from it for a couple of weeks, but I'm back on it tonight. What you drinking, man? Well, I actually found a solid case of Michelob Ultra hanging out in the break <laughs> room refrigerator. So I brought two back here with me tonight to sip on. Uh, yeah, that's what I got going on, man. Um, I'm sorry, man. Somebody's texting me, telling me, asking me if your uh, audio was on. Turn your phone off, Dan. We have a show to do. I'm hey, trying, guys, man. let us know in the comments that you're here. Let us know what you're sipping on. We love, we love to hear what you guys have brewing over there in your neck of the woods. Hey, we got Dan Williams back with us tonight from Williams Fence in upstate New York. And if you were here a few weeks ago, uh, I think episode 52, this is episode 56, by the way, Dan Williams was here, and it got rated as the most explicit episode of all time, My Fence Life History. (laughs) And we don't know what to say. Uh, We're not going to say we're sorry, but it is what it is, and we're going to try to do a little bit better. We've got some... We've got some buzzwords this time that are off limits. But, hey, look, I'm excited about what Dan Williams is going to bring to the table. He wants to talk about his CFO. He wants to talk about uh, some of the big projects that he has going on at Williams Vince. I'm ready to get him on here, quite frankly. Yeah, me too, man. Let's get him on here. Hey, I see Jeff Goodwin in the uh, in the comments, man. He was. Sure. I talked to him this past weekend. He was in the ER. Come to find out he's fighting with shingles, man. You ever had that? That hurts. So uh, a twisted oh, yeah. cherry limeade has got to be tasting good right now for him. Yep. Yeah, Jeff Gilwin, he's drinking twisted cherry limeade. Got a, who we got here? A Facebook user, unknown Facebook user, sipping on Gatorade Zero. Yeah, man. What's and up? Joseph Rivers sipping on a cherry Coke. Look at old Dan Williams in here. What's going on, man? Oh, look, we got Susan Worley on a Bloody Mary. What's up, Dan O'Williams? Oh, round two. <laughs> round two, boy. Yeah, we had an exciting round one, man. I listened to it today just to kind of catch up, and uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff, man. You've been 35 years in the industry. We talked about a fence built out of uh, cow manure, um, all kinds of stuff, man, being 50% better. You hiring a CFO, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't catch this during the show, but – when I went back and listened to it, it said that you did the fence around the Olympic Oval, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I was true. like, how did I not remember that? Yeah, we um, we we had a lot of uh, ton of success, and um, yeah, it's been quite the journey. I mean, we've had dub- doubled our company twice over the last two years, and you know, I was talking. We were talking earlier about a little off camera, right? This is how my day started, right? (laughs) I got up early. I get in the hot tub for a 20-minute session. I think I cooked a loaf of sourdough. I definitely fed the dogs, took a shit, drank a quart of water and a quart of coffee. And at like 7.15, I was talking to my project coordinator, and he's like, what do you want to do with Juanatana Mayo? I don't need him for anything today. And I was like, fuck, I was going to leaf blow the trails this morning in Danimal Land, but... I don't really have time for this, but I ran out there, grabbed Juan, and we went hardcore through the woods. I got like six miles of trail, and I was like, 
Juan, I'm carrying the extra gas, put the backpack leaf blower on him, and I'm just running ahead with a coffee and fucking caution tape, taping my trail, and he's just chasing after me, my two Rottweilers, and my Labradoodle. Juanatana. Juanatana Mayo. So so you had had some help today you weren't expecting. That's nice. So, yeah, but I wanted to get my trails all leaf blown, and my wife's like, you know more leaves are going to fall? And I was like, yeah, no, I know more leaves are going to fall, but... You know, we could still like see the trail better, and you know, and now he knows. The next time I say, "You do all of the trails, please," you know, I hit him with the Google Translate. You know, want to mail, please, uh, leap blow all the trails, and he knows them, dude. He chased my ass up and down fucking hills in Danimal Land. You come up and see it. I'm like straight mountain goat, 37 degree pitch at the top, right so off you the top. You didn't let Juan hang out in the hot tub with you. <laughs> no, but that's how my day started. Like literally from that's a great. That's a great way to start. It was, and I finished up. I met um, my CFO at the cabin. We got a cabin that overlooks the farm at the top of Danimal Land, and uh, him and I were up there. We're finishing this cabin. We got like a thirty foot deck, a drop off from the deck. It overhangs this huge pond, so zip line, rope swing, kind of stuff. You know Travis Pastrana. Yeah, yeah. You know how he's got, like, all this sick shit? Uh-huh. Um, that's what I got going on. I got a whole, like, bike park right there and um, jumps. So I got kids doing big jumps. I can sit on the deck and blaze up and drink, you know, an N.A. beer and watch kids just hitting jumps. <laughs> and uh, N.A. beer, that's what you said? Yeah. Until, well, dude, I'm, like, I'm, four, I'm four years. <laughs> but you, make, like, you like the flavor, huh? Yeah, there's just nothing like... Beer to just get the dust down after a hard day running around Animal Land. So that's a non-alcoholic beer, to be clear. Is that right? So let's talk about that. So, guys, and, and this is something that I'm kind of, like, really locked into and working on in my organization. You know, we all I, – I, I was – I got a varsity letter 30 – I started drinking when I was 12. My dad was a really good, hardworking son of a bitch and drank every single day. Um, so I did the same thing, you know, and did it well, could get cocked and run a marathon the next morning, like on four hours sleep, I would get my team so drunk and thrown out of a hotel room. My wife would be screaming at me. What happened? How'd you get, why'd you get thrown out of the quality? And I'm like, we just took the smoke detector out. I mean, seriously, I don't know. Um, no. So I, the last night I drank, we, Corey, my business partner, and I, we went and sold the second biggest job ever. And the biggest job I ever did, I sold, was a 90-mile fence job. But this one was like 12 miles of fence with a shitload of excavation. And this woman had what we called the $100,000 wave, where she would just fly in on her job. She was a billionaire, and she would just go, there's another 100000 I need this done over here. And she just, like, added on. The project went for like almost three mil by the time we got done. So she was a wow. very good customer. Yeah. So we went to the bar for lunch and I don't remember leaving that bar and I had to like get on my phone the next morning and like look back at my photos of the other bars we had been at. Like <laughs> it was like Mardi Gras upstate style. Yeah. Uh, it had snowed like six, eight inches of fresh powder and we had definitely run into some snow banks with the truck. Um, it was, a, it was an ordeal. So is that, um, is that when you stopped drinking? Yeah, because I, I had to meet a crossroads. My wife was like, hey, you know, um, it's either 
figure it out. And I just changed. I flipped the switch. That I'll be four years, February twenty eighth this year. Um, and I'm like on to other stuff now. Um, I smoke weed, and it's it's legal. But when if I smoke weed, it doesn't make me like go out till three o'clock in the morning, and who knows, you know what what kind of shape I'm coming home in. It, it might just make you go to bed, right? Yeah, I mean, I just get, I, and I doesn't matter. Like, I get up early, and I feel like a million dollars. I'm not hungover. I'm not asking anybody what the fuck I did last night because I remember. So, what about this? Uh, what about people smoking at work? Not cool, right? No, I mean, listen. Um, what we do is extremely serious. I never ever did that. I never drank at work either. I'm. I. I, I could get it done enough after work. Um. <laughs> Without a doubt. You were good at it. I got you. Oh, dude, like I said, I got so hammered two days at a Dave Matthews show. Had not even been freaking running, okay? But I had been running around putting a lot of fence up, and I run. I mean, I got, I have a Italian, handmade Italian leather mountaineering boots that you can put crampons on and climb a damn glacier. Um, that's what I work in because I can, like, hustle in them. But I don't, I'm not in the field anymore. But um, when I was back then, and I got hammered at a Dave Matthews concert for two straight days, got 45 minutes of sleep, and ran the Lake Placid Marathon and finished 13th place. And I almost got 10th, but I just literally ran out of gas once I got on the track. You run right around the oval where we put the fence up, mm-hmm. around the Olympic oval, uh-huh. which is pretty full circle. But that was probably. Eight years, cool eight, eight, when I was like forty-one, I ran a three. I ran a three thirteen marathon out after a two-day bender. Jeez, I'm 40, 45 <laughs> minutes sleep. Gangsta, gangsta, gangsta. We won Cape Car, Cape Cod Ragnar, um, old guy division, masters division, four years in a row. And this guy, we were, um, we were the beer witch project. Um, the number one rule of Ragnar, it's a relay race. You, you have, we were ultra. Most teams had 12 people to run the 200 miles. You go from basically Boston to the tip of Cape Cod. Um, and we did it with six dudes. We were all over 40. And our rule was the minute you got done running your leg, you had to, you had to drink a pint of Guinness. <laughs> and I ran 41 miles my best year over 25 hours in the fucking van. You're in a damn loaf of bread van. You just keep, you know, we jump a guy out. You have a bracelet. You pass it like this when I got on. You pass the bracelet, and you just keep running as fast as you fucking can to get from Boston to the tip. It's a giant. And we were, I averaged um, a Guinness every 3.1 miles. Wow. Yeah. Because on the long runs, I was drinking too. And we partied so bad the night before. That I literally think we got thrown out of the hotel, but they wouldn't. They, we wouldn't leave, so they put us up in the conference. So, um, hey, did I did I miss something here? You 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 kind of um, implied that y'all were doing something at your company, and I thought we were going somewhere around alcohol, and I was getting ready to feel bad because like <laughs> these guys are looking hella drink. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh, I'm I'm telling you, I was I was Olympic class, but the thing is, is like since I've stopped. I've actually been helping people around me that, you know, they did the same shit. You get stuck in the rut. It's like, hey, I got to get drunk at the wedding. Hey, I got to, you know, we just threw a wedding here at my blueberry property where I'm at right now. 
Um, we're going to do events here, even though my neighbors are giving me a huge Beautiful problem place. with this. Um, we you- threw a wedding on for two of our team members, my project coordinator and my um, basically general manager of the office. They got married. They're both, um, you know, Andrew's been working for me for probably like, gosh, I don't know, six years now. He's he's pretty young, 25. Kid milked cows morning and night, work for me during the day. He's they're, they're just hardworking people. Wow. So we um, we wanted to get photographic evidence of an event happened here before winter came so we could get it in our marketing for next year for my Blueberry Resort property. And uh, so we came in and just threw this whole thing together. any rate, we put the wedding on for him Saturday and I'm not drinking. You know, I'm any other wedding. I'm, I'm going to be reaching behind the bar even while I'm trying to run this event. And, uh, you know, everybody can have a damn good time. And here I am definitely, um, you know, having a great time. I had a great time, but I didn't wake up feeling like somebody hit me with a freaking golf club upside the head. Yeah. So you said, you're also you're also getting invited to all the fence parties. Go ahead. <laughs> so you said oh, your na- that. you said your yeah. neighbors were giving you a hard time. I mean, you said you're on 32 acres. Um, I mean, how are your neighbors giving you a hard time? I'm trying to buy. I want to own the whole road. I basically own this road is a mile long, and I own all of it except for 29 acres, two people, and I got two holdouts on the other side that I need to buy up. And then once that happens, then I'll have like the whole monopoly, you know, when you got the whole board. Yeah. yeah. I just bought I just bought ninety seven acres that adjoins my blueberry property. So that gives me two hundred and fifty it'll be about two hundred and fifty four acres. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Nice. So we're gonna have all these trails and I'm actually recycling all my fence that comes back, any fence we demo. Uh-huh. So if we take out a hundred feet of good six foot high privacy we're ripping it into two foot strips eight foot long and we're taking old fence posts and putting them on the ground and then um tacking tacking to it and just making this continuous boardwalk i'll text you a picture right now of this privacy fence yeah we'll have to put it up uh on our on our facebook page it's costing me screws um tech lags and some labor and i'm making tons of this boardwalk all through the swamp so you can ride your bike or hike on it. It's it's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Huh. And it's free. Hey, how many people are working for you, man? Um, low 40s. Low Somewhere 40, 40, 45, maybe with every, I'm probably pushing 50. That grew fast. <laughs> low fast. 40s to 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if you think of everything, it's probably somewhere in there. Um, I don't know. I I've taken myself out of the day to day, and I'm I'm really focused on. So you don't know if you're part of the fifty or not. What you're saying? I'm well. I'm trying to not be a part of the day to day. It's hard to not get sucked back into things that you um you know is like. I'm trying to be the best leader I can. I'm reading a lot of books. So lately, like I've been doing, um, like this blueberry property. I just led this project where our event center is. So. I'm in an excavator. I got my Bluetooth headset on. I'm talking to my CFO. I'm talking to my operations guy. I'm working with my project coordinator. I'm talking to my general manager. I'm, you know, just constantly on the phone all day, just 
saying, hey, how can I help you? What's going on? How can I make it better? How can I facilitate this thing? And I'm directing from the field on my one property right now because I had this vision of how I want this property to go. Like I hired a girl on the inside and I'm meeting with her. She's like five-star resort kind of person. And um, so she's handling all those kinds of things. And I'm just trying to fire myself from the little stupid details that just kind of bog you down. We said fire myself. <laughs> I think we all would like to do that, man. It's so it's like a it's a trust thing, and that's the part that I really messed up in this whole reboot and and getting deep into the the process change and introducing a CFO into the organization. If I could have a do over, <laughs> um, you do have to actually manage that process as a CEO, as a leader, I failed it. Um, I just read Extreme Ownership by, um, I, I want to say Jocko Willis. But yeah, that, yeah that's him, Jocko. Have you, right. Um, it it pretty really extreme. changed the game for how I thought about the mistakes I and failings that I, I had made with this. Did, because I was sitting there um, saying, like, why aren't they just wanting to do this? Why? Why? I'm asking why. Like, why don't they don't want to do this? This is going to be easier. But I'm not selling it that way. I'm like, hey, you got to do this thing over here. And they're like, hey, fuck you. I'm going to keep doing this other thing because you hadn't even told me why we're really doing this thing. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier before we got on camera. I had the same issue. And about six weeks into uh, having Ryan kind of basically conducting everything that we did um they i kind of was like hey let me show you why you're doing what you're doing let me show you why we're tracking this let me show you this and they started grabbing hold of it like oh okay all right one morning i said hey i got 2500 and something dollars we're gonna split it amongst four y'all how do y'all want that cash check and they're like uh we'll take cash i'm like well somebody get a calculator how am I going to pay you? How much you each of y'all get? And one of the guys said, why do I feel like we're learning a lesson right now? <laughs> well, after they did that, I said, that's how much money we're losing a month in the yard. But I can't okay. give you that money because I'm having to spend it, you know? And right. that's the things that Ron is showing is that we can save that money and we'll be able to use it elsewhere get better equipment, get better trucks, get pay raises, do bonuses, you know, all that good stuff. So I started using things like that to show them why we're doing what we're doing. It almost sounded like the hotel joke. You know the one, the riddle? No. Three guys, three, you talking about splitting cash. I thought, I thought you were going down this path, and that's just my brain. It's not right. So <laughs> three, three guys... Uh, Dan, I, you might you might be sharp enough to figure this out. Three guys go to a hotel. <clears throat> they check into the hotel. They go to through the lobby. The attendant says, "Hey, it's gonna be thirty dollars for a room for the night." There's three guys. Each of them pulls out ten dollars. Boom, boom, boom. Ten, ten, ten. That's thirty dollars. They go up to their room. They check in. They lay down. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lady realizes, like, crap, I charge them thirty. It's really twenty-seven. Twenty-seven dollars. And so she calls the uh, the little bellhop guy. She says, hey, 
the, the guys that just checked in, those three guys, I owe them $3. And she pulls out $3 and she gives it to the guys. She says, hey, can you go up there and give it to those guys? So the bellhop goes upstairs. He knocks on the door. Uh, the three guys come to the door. And he's like, hey, y'all were paid. Here's some money. So each guy gets a dollar back, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. So they all paid $10, right? And they all got $1 back. So they all paid $9. Nine times three is 27, right? right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm the f- I don't, I don't ruin this, the joke. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you got to be too sharp to figure this one out. <laughs> Somehow, I know that there's a missing dollar in this equation. I'm a, I, I'll do some homework uh, <laughs> next week. Next out. week we'll have the joke. Have you right, ever heard guys. that before, though? This is what, what I was trying to say. I was hoping y'all could fix it for me. No. So the the process. The, if you focus on the process, so and some of the other stuff that I've been just for me, just focusing on the little things, like you said, getting out in 20 minutes, getting the trucks loaded, having a better like we. Um, Simplifying, uh, we're, we're tracking the material coming back too. Cause some of what we do, it's like you have to take extra. We're in some, so the solar farms is kind of, um, uh, well, let me start from the beginning. So basically, you guys are pretty, your businesses are very repeatable. They're simple. There's not a lot of variation. You don't have divisions and different. Divisions create different processes. Like same that way on paper, yes. So you sit there and you say, okay, so here's what happens in the residential world, and here are the pitfalls. And so basically, we made a process chart to mitigate. Um, and this is something I did two, almost three years ago. At this time, actually, I started um, with Goldman Sachs in like a small business school, and that was really the first foray into anything business. I was pretty much just engineer, um, ultra marathoner slash fence guy comes, um, you know, farmer, whatever, all these, my, I a lot of customers would say, Dan Williams is like a Renaissance man because I could weld on a bit. I could fix this. I could do that. And I was just doing it all. <laughs> and, 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 but while doing it all, all of a sudden I get this 90 mile fence job and I start working for these really big, companies and people and all this shit's going on and it's just you know you can't manage it what you guys have going on is like super repeatable um i know my stuff is right so what we got going on is like hey drilling holes and satin poles if you're a billionaire and you're coming in and you're like hey can you do this thing and we're like yeah i mean sure you want to put up a 10 acre hop yard fuck yeah we'll figure out how to do that and we set a thousand poles and run you know 200,000 feet of cable and figure out how to make money doing it. You know, we develop a process for it. We go and we smash the job out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we do other things for this guy. So we have our excavation team. It's like, Hey, can you, can you just like totally make this hill look different and dig a huge ass pond over here that looks like a giant fish? And we're like, yeah. Um, (laughs) And we do, you know, we work for the Anheuser-Busch people, the, the, I mean, all these, uh, the Folgers girl, uh, the guy, largest guy in publishing, Ziff Davis, the guy was 16 billion. You know, he's like, hey, can you put a fence four miles through the woods in a fucking mountain with like towing <laughs> shit with a log skitter? You know, literally <laughs> drill, we were drilling 
and dragging like a 14 ton, what they call a rotary hammer drill up through the woods and hammering fence holes and putting up an eight foot fence and kick deer off like five, you know, I don't know, 800 acres. Jeez. Just crazy shit like that. And that's what I've made a living doing. And then, so we have those jobs and then you have your, your your residential. But if you're doing 90 miles of fence. Not yet. That, but I that, walk. That, that, yeah, but that becomes repeatable as hell. I mean, how long does that take? It took, well, it took two and a half years because everything was like, well, you're going to do miles of three board fence here. And then we're going to switch to, we started with three wire high tensile. We went to four. He had, he kept having calves get out of the fence, which cows will try to shove a calf under the fence, which is fine. Because as long as you keep the tits on the right side of the fence, that calf's going to go back to the tits. He's going to get hungry. Right. So they'll kick him over there. They'll shove him through. Eventually, we ended up putting like eight wire fence up. We you did all these. over there with it. It's even better. Oh, hell yeah. Um, we did <laughs> like all these cattle yards and holding pens and cattle handling systems. And I mean, dude, he it was crazy. It was two and a half years. I was working for him. I worked for... Um, dude that was like top of the food chain for Morgan Stanley in Saratoga, like huge board fence, all kinds of crazy shit, all engineered, all architect. Um, I was working for um, the guy from, oh, what the hell is it? One of the big, big banks. What's huge? Name a big bank, not like investment bank. Chase? No. J.P. Morgan. Yes, sir. So this guy was had a uh, J.P. Morgan Hong Kong, and I was doing a bunch of fence for him. Same time I'm doing 90-mile job. Hmm. And you're just like, I mean, I just had to hold on to the rocket and go, and that's the way it's been since, like, I bought my dad out in 08, 05, 08. It was even like that during the recession? Oh, we hit 08, and, you know, remember when September, when the market crashed? Yeah. I, my wife wanted a new minivan. I was like, honey, we're going to put some sneakers on this son of a bitch and drive it. There's no way we're <laughs> buying anything right now. I mean, the stock market just crashed. The phone ain't ringing. And the 90-mile fence job showed up in my lap. I'll never forget it. It was just, oh, wow. Like, it was like September. He's like, hey, I want to do 100 acres like immediately. I and I was like, hell's to the yeah. And then they're, 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 it was like a $2.5 million ride. Wow. Congrats, bro. Thank you. So that's that's what we. Oh, whoa, 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 Dan, Dan. Uh oh. Guess it's that time. We got breaking news. Take a sip of the drink. We got breaking news coming up. We can't really control this, guys. Hey, we got breaking news coming to us tonight from Job Nimbus, the best CRM on the planet. If you're running the fence business, you've got to have Job Nimbus. You've got to be productive. You've got to be efficient. You've got to be organized. Good Job Nimbus, guys. Hey, Dan O. Yeah, Dan Williams. We have something that we think is going to change the game. And Dan Williams, let me tell you, let me tell you about it. It's called Biz Writer. Oh, Biz Writer is officially available. Okay? Yes, it is. And what we are talking about tonight, um, Dan, are you typing on the freaking thing right now? I'm just <laughs> looking, man. I'm like highlighting, trying to help you. Yeah, the breaking news is here, and like the, the mouse is moving on top of the breaking news. All right, so look, BizRider is live, and we're giving people a, 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 a early access to the program. So, so, so Dan Williams, let me tell you about uh, BizRider. 
we all know that we need Google reviews to win business. Is that true at Williams? You need some Google reviews in your life? Yes, sir. Right. But you don't want bad Google reviews, right? Right. So what if there were a way to funnel and filter the reviews? What BizWriter is doing, we send a review request to a client because we genuinely want a review. We want a we want a true review. We don't we don't just want the good ones. We we want all of those reviews. The good, the bad, the ugly. We only get better when people tell us, "Hey, y'all didn't do this right." That's the only way we get better. So, yeah. Yeah. but what we don't want is we don't want the world to know when we screwed something up. <laughs> so what BizWriter is BizWriter is 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 a filtering system to where. If you give, uh, if if you're given a three, a four, or five, or you you actually select the numbers, if you're given a four or five positive review, you can make that review rating go straight to Google for the whole world to see. <clears throat> At the same time, if you're given a one, a two, or three, one's not good. Three was like ah, something's in the middle. You can actually filter that review so that it doesn't go for the whole wide world to see, and it goes directly to your inbox so that you can address it on a on an individual basis. So if somebody's not happy with something that you've done at Williams, you don't have to show the world. They can send you an email, and then you can then respond to that and decide what you want to do to make it right. So bizwriter.com. Dan, can you send that to me? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Well, Cannon's getting ready. Cannon's getting ready to give you the uh, place to go and how to get to it, man. All right, just tell me. Tell me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, so listen, it's ready. <laughs> uh, it's ready, and it's ready to start helping you take control of your views. Go to myfencelife.com slash bizrater. B i z z r a t e r. Again, B i z z r a t e r. You'll get your early access. Um, Pass myfencelife.com slash bizrater. That's B I Z Z R A T E R. Guys, you have to protect yourself. You want the reviews, you don't want to put all the bad news out there. That's not what you want to do. We all know that. But at the same time, if you're trying to run a fair business, a good business, it's good to know what the bad ones say. You don't just want to take them and throw them in the trash. Do something about it. But a review that's not good that's sent to you that's sent to you gives you the opportunity to make it right. But a bad review that's sent to the world doesn't really help a whole lot, you know. So bizwriter.com, myfencelife.com slash bizwriter. Dan, yeah. you got anything we'll, you want to add to that? Yeah, we'll have a link in the description of the show. And uh what I like about BizWriter is, man, if you get a get a review, and a lot of times it's just a misunderstanding, you're able to talk to the customer. Hey, all right, I understand we didn't realize this, or maybe the customer didn't read their contract and realize what their part was. And it gives you an opportunity to fix it and move on because right. we all know 99% of people who give bad reviews, they never go back and change them even after you've been over backwards and made that's it right. right. So that's, right. that's why I love bizrader.com. That's right. Or hey, my, I got- yeah. I've got some reconciliation I did take care of, man. And I'm sorry. I, I, I took y'all in the mud a while ago, and I really messed it up. Listen, when those three guys went to the hotel, they paid 10 10 and 10 That's $30. I found it on the Internet here. It wasn't $3 too much. It was $5 too much. Well, the little bellhop kid, check this out. He went up to the rooms, and he was like, how in the hell am I going to split $5 between three people? That is hard, all right? <laughs> so he had an easy solution. He had $5. He said, look, I'm going to keep these two, and I'm going to give one, one, one. That takes care of the five dollars, right? So the bellhop kept two. He gave one, one, one back. All right. So here's the deal. 
Now, all the three guys in that room had paid $10. They each got a dollar back, so they really paid $9. Everybody agree with that? Yeah. Here's the problem. Nine times three is 27. Mm-hmm. And the bellhop had two. That's 29. Where in the hell's the other dollar? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They went to a hotel. It was $30. They all gave 10, 10, 10. They went up to the room. The lady's like, oh, wait, that's too much money. Hey, Bellhop, take this $5 upstairs. Give them their money back. We overcharged them. He said, how in the hell do I split $5 between three guys? He couldn't figure it out. So he just said, hell, I'll just keep two, and I'll take them three. They'll be happy. They get money back, right? He gets us there. He gives them three back. One, two, three. So now... All three guys paid $9 a piece. They started with 10. They got one back. That's $9. Nine times three is 27. The bellhop had two. That's 28. That's 29. There's a missing dollar somewhere. If you guys could figure this out, let me know. But anyways, I don't Put it in the comments. You figure it out, put it in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did. Oh, there's the comment here. Did she get a new van? She got an Explorer, I think, after that Ford Explorer 2011. Nice. No, it had to have been earlier than that. Uh, what have gone? Yeah, she got a new Dodge van. I think, think we went on Explorer after that. But yeah, no, that um, that catapults it. But yeah, I was in um, part of, I think, the cell. Finally, what broke the the barriers down on this was just me admitting, hey, guys, I, I, I own all this. All the things that weren't right that I'm asking you to change. Me as the leader, if I just say, hey, I was wrong. And I've been doing this even at home. And I'm not saying it always works, but I don't, I don't, I'm too old to fight. I don't want to fight this anymore. You know, I told my wife, we came, I came out of the woods December 30th. We did the Olympic fans. We did uh, this uh, huge nano center. That job was a giant pain in the a-hole. They didn't know where any of their utilities were. I hit shit everywhere. And that's something I want to talk about. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this was something that I see on the commercial side. I mean, Quite frankly, we're really um, we're, we have a scouting process. We we look at our jobs beforehand. There's shit in the ground everywhere, mm-hmm. and if that's not if it's not totally called out, uh, we're gonna you know recall it in, right? Because that's a giant problem. We just had this uh, with an apartment complex, a bunch of addresses in backyards. So they came out. They only marked part of it. And our guy was out there, and he saw it, and then he still put it in the notes inside our cloud-based system. Uh, but, you know, it just didn't get caught, and then our team got out there. But they still saw the gas meters and said, there's got to be something here somewhere. Turns out it was, you know, we could have we potentially had a giant problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, we, you know, we look at it. This is kind of touch, touching back to the, you know, your process and why it's important. What's the remedy, though? What's the remedy? I mean, honestly, it, um, I really feel like, you know, we got to, for us around here where we're at is we got to figure there's going to be some of this, what I call wheel slippage. These, these things that aren't anybody's real fault, but you're going to yeah. have to like, you're going to have to build them in. Sean King's like, Hey, we're going to hit a couple utilities every year. So we budget in the budget for, you know, Whatever the job, whatever that is, thirty five hundred bucks or five grand or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but you know, for you guys, you're just doing the residential. We've got commercial going on. Like I said, you've got all these trades. No one's doing worth a shit at, at as built drawings on this nano center. It's a one point three billion dollar project. 
and I'm just the fence. I'm like a pimple on a bull's ass, you know, but I'm like, Hey, I got to drill 750 holes on this goddamn piece of property right here. Can somebody please mark out the fucking main power coming in, you know, and no, eight holes in, we drill right on top of it. It's oh, like, wow. dude, we're talking big time fucking power coming in. Even oh, on what the- happens? What, what's the, what's the remedy? Um, you don't pay to fix you know, that, do you? Or do you? Well, fortunately, we, you know, it was deep enough there and we didn't hit it, but oh. I, I don't know. I mean, this is something that plagues us across for us as defense guys. I try to get out ahead now on my commercial projects and be super proactive. So for us, we look at commercial totally different, similar to a homeowner, but different. Because like, generally speaking on a residential fence, you don't have all the other shit going on at the same time. I mean, if they are, if it is a new construction, it's like, hey, um, when you put this pool in and if they're actually getting a hold of you ahead of time, you're saying... Don't let these ass clowns just put shit wherever with the lines right. and not tell you because right. I got to come in and put a pool fence in and we kind of need to know where shit is. Right. Take measurements and take uh, take photos and put photos a tape measure everything. in the photo. That's what I'm doing on my commercial jobs. I'm getting out, you know, hey, get out ahead of them. And we're actually flying the drone around these solar farms so you don't have to walk. They'll be like, hey, no, you're totally clear. You're good to go. It's smooth going and you get out back and there's fucking shit piled up everywhere on the fence line the stakes are knocked over there's this huge ass fucking ravine that they want you to run a fence through like you're damn using a helicopter <laughs> it's like you know fuck that we just show up fly the drone around and go no 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 you're not ready yet because if you wow. get there with the crew and two tractor trailer loads of shit and a bunch of guys your shit's going nowhere right so like on our solar, we actually are scouting further ahead. They're they're like, hey, you're ready to go October 14th, let's say. Okay, well, guess what? We're going to be out there October 1. We're going to make sure that we're no utilities in the way, that it's been brush hogged, that all the shit's out of the way, that all the points are identified, that all the gate locations are called out. And then we're going to be out ahead of the crew again. We'll, we'll do another site inspection with the drone right before we're going to start and then we're going to have backup, you know, somewhere else to go in case. Mm. Cause the opportunity, it's like, fuck, what do you, you're talking, you're going to lose 10 grand on a day. Are you going to be able to back charge them? No. And is that in your contract? You know what I mean? That's a huge loss of opportunity for us. Like we can go out and smash shit in the ground. We might be, I mean, honestly, the way we're going, that's like a $25,000 loss for one day. Yeah, so I I wanted to add to that, but mine sounds a whole lot less important than yours does. <laughs> I mean, people, and people don't understand we, though. Like, go ahead. Dan, yeah, I mean, sorry. we we did a, we did a fence this past week and uh, last week, and the um, original fence guy put a fence post right next to the water line and then concreted over it. Well, we're tearing the fence up, right? Well, this post yeah. needs to come up because it's a gate post. And we busted the water line. And the guy made the mistake of saying, oh, yeah, I forgot about that when they put the original fence in. And I was like, ah, well, you didn't read your utility waiver. You're supposed to let us know about all this stuff. Because he was trying to hit me for a bill, you know? Oh, yeah. 
We had a guy do that. This guy, it was crazy. The guy gave me like a $3,000 back charge after we like bailed him out. His pool project was literally, I know abortion's illegal now in most states, but Jesus Christ, it was the biggest abortion I've ever seen of a pool site. And you're going to back charge me? You're going to back charge me? We had to hand dig everywhere because you're ass clowns. This beautiful like multi-million dollar project just went completely fucking sideways because you hired ass clowns and I got to follow you around as a fence guy. Right. So what we're doing, and this is something that I'm leaning into and is really the next phase of where we're taking our business. It's really the natural evolution. Um, I don't like uh, poor management of projects. So we're going to do more uh, of the project and so we say we're doing a pool. We'll do that excavation around it. We'll do the fence. We'll be able to go in with the same equipment and do take on more of the project and then maybe also help them with the concrete people that we've partnered with. Um, we're already doing this in solar. We're doing the excavation in the fence. And now I've got a way, just the way that we move materials around the fence, people are like, holy shit, look at these guys. You know, if you think about going around a mile fence, do a chain link fence in the process, set your terminals, set, put your strings out, put your marks out, put your posts out, drill your mm-hmm. holes, set your con- put your poles in, put your rail on, put your fabric on. I'm left. trying to eliminate trips around a one mile fence. And every time I eliminate a trip, it's a mile. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, so are you drinking a Guinness every time you make a lap? Oh, dude. <laughs> Guinness, dude, Guinness makes an NA that is, I swear to God, you smoke a little weed and drink a, a, a four pack of those. I'm right in the old days. I'm in the same place. <laughs> this guy here, huh? I only smoke for two reasons medicinal and creativity. What does medicinal mean? Medicine? Yeah. Yeah. The medicinal. CBD's in it. You get the, um, it's definitely got pain um, numbing properties to it because it just, takes takes your brain away from you thinking about you know i pounded ten thousand posts in every year for many years and picked them up i used to put five four to five think picture like i put five four by fours on my shoulder and run up a mountain except they were round so they were heavier um like that kind of shit we didn't have any equipment back then worth of shit fuck so your body your body's taking a beating over the years that's yeah. Now it's like, man, if old Dan could go back and talk to young Dan and tell him about like, if you, if, you know what I'm saying? Like if you were to make this thing in this process change, you would literally save like so many miles on yeah. your body. Yeah, man. I remember when I was coming up, I started out in a uh, plumbing warehouse and we used to deliver to new construction sites and we would throw water heaters on our backs and go up the steps for the plumbers to deliver them. Man, if I knew what I knew today, I'd be like, uh, yeah, y'all going to help me with this. Oh, yeah. That's right. No, that's right. Get a, let's get a hand truck on that thing. Let's yeah. God invent, you know, God, but God that's, what, that that's, that's how we got it done. And those guys used to request you on their job. So you did it because you wanted to get out of the warehouse and make that delivery. It was yeah. nice getting out on the road and getting out of the warehouse, getting out, out of uh, underneath the boss's thumb. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and then those cast iron tubs, same way put them on your back and two guys would balance it and you just walk it up the steps. They loved it. You know, that's back when I was uh, strong as bull and smart as one, you know? 
Yeah, it's, it's you know, that's all I'm working on right now is um, just trying to impart that some of that. Uh, what I'm seeing is like my creative side now with 29 years of in the fence business uh, utilizing the hard lessons and now looking at technology like, you know, the Trimble and stuff where you can pre-program your whole fence in there and just get the optimal layout and have your machines just going right to the GPS location, eliminating string lines and all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I mean, that's like somebody had me pick a, a few weeks ago, I had to go pick up a check. I'm like, are you serious? Well, then, of course, that's not part of our process and procedure. So I picked up the check. I'm the one that created the process and procedure, and guess what? I didn't follow it because now it's like, I, what do I do with this thing? You know what I mean? Didn't know yeah. what to do with it. My my team goes, well, when we get those, you're supposed to do this and this. That's what you told us. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't do this every day. But the owner, for some reason, he wanted the owner of the home, wanted the owner of the business to come out there so he could talk to him about the fence and pay him. And I got there, and I'm like, okay, I'm here. He's like, so y'all are going to do this? I'm like, yeah, whatever Dylan told you. I don't know, man. You know? Oh, you don't? I'm like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm running a business. It just so happens we build fences, you know? If Dylan said that's what's going to happen, he runs the crews, not me. So, yeah, I defer, I defer to the team. I try to stay out of the way. And when I do get involved now, I usually make a mess of it. Yeah. So I just tell folks if you really really truly want to get this project done just call 3158414910 seriously i'm like i'm just gonna make a mess of it and i my cfo actually took my access away because we had we had somebody that was like using my the I, it was kind of one of those nefarious things where somebody was like getting in using my password Mm-hmm. And my account to like change stuff in the system in our in this uh, Pro DBX system that is our ERP system, right? So he just took it all away, and I'm like, I don't want to have to do any of that ever again. So if I don't have access to it, I don't have to do it. I just want to look at my dashboard, see the reports, mm-hmm. um, and then for me, like I said, I've been really focusing in on my leadership and imparting that to the team, knowing that maybe things aren't. If Dan Williams doesn't do them, okay, maybe they're not going as fast as me, but they're getting done, and I'm not having to do them. And isn't that what I'm really after in the first fucking place? That's right. You know? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you, that's you, where you want to be I, that I, you want to be that axe behind that glass that says "break in case of emergency." It's got to be extreme. You know, like Chris, my CFO, called me. Uh, last week, I was in the middle of getting. I had one more tree to kill. I probably could rip like fifty trees out of the ground with this twenty-five ton excavator. It was awesome. I tell you guys, therapy like there. You just got fucking Pandora or some book playing in your ear, and you're just <laughs> ripping trees out of the ground and just fucking twenty-five <laughs> ton machine. Just <laughs> it was awesome. At any rate, Chris calls me and I'm like, dude, I can't do it right now. I'm down to the last tree. I'm getting chased at my my um. Operations guy Corey's behind me in a huge D6 dozer fucking pushing dirt. We're getting chased by rain. I'm like, I got to get this done. And then Chris calls me and I'm like, sorry, Chris, can't talk right now. And then he calls me again. I'm like, fuck, this has got to be an emergency. 
you know he doesn't right. call me twice in a row he's just like whatever you know call me when you call me right so i was like he uh i i called him back or i answered and he's like hey dude you're supposed to be on the zoom with me right now we got this new virtual assistant we got a zoom with her you know and i'm like fuck man i don't want to i mean just pick a girl that is good at marketing and is going to do what we're going to do. Do I need to get involved in this fucking interview process right now? And he's like, Dan, Dan, you know, I need you to, I need you to, okay, Chris, put her on. (laughs) So I'm like talking to this girl, April, we ended up hiring her. We talked to two girls, but I'm like fucking ripping this tree out. And I'm like, April, I'm really sorry. It's going to be loud right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just got to get this tree ripped out. So can you just tell me a little bit about your skill set and what you can do? Um, and because what you guys got going on is like, okay, it's the fence business. I've got the fence business, my Daniel Barton Mudfest charity event, which is like, we, we want to do a hundred thousand dollars for our charity this year. And it's a single wow. day event, May 6th this year, um, in Deansboro, there'll be 4,000 people there, seven bands. It's a whole bunch of stuff. So I got that going on that we're promoting. Um, I've got, what did I say? Fence business, Daniel Barton Mudfest. I got my far- farm, Sunnybrook Farm. I got this new blueberry farm, blueberry farm. Um, and then I've got Danimal and my bike project. So I'm actually got her taking all of these things, handling all the social media for them. They're all nice. going to be linked together and helping each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're all part of my Dan Williams brand. So um, does it, does that help you to the, I like I like what you said about the hundred thousand dollar deal, but people come to your place. Is that what happens? They go to it's a farm two miles from here. Um, okay. It's my buddy's farm, MKJ. Uh, Willie Nelson actually played there. Wow, what'd you um, call it? What'd you call it? It had a clever name. The Daniel Barton Mudfest is Daniel my barn. And mud. Da- yeah, Daniel Daniel Barton Mudfest. Um, my niece was in the Sandy Hook tragedy where the twenty first graders were killed. In mm. Newtown, Connecticut. Huh. Uh, my sister grew up right here in Deansboro, married a guy from Connecticut, moved to Newtown eventually. And my niece, who was in first grade at the time, wow, she was about four rooms down from where those 21st graders were killed. God damn. Oh, dude, it was serious. I was on a job. I was on a huge project down in Albany when my wife called me that December uh, 14th, 2012. I'll never forget it. And she was like, Maggie's been in a school shooting and uh she she was unharmed but her best friend and next door neighbor was daniel barden he was seven year old awesome kid i I met him maybe six or eight times when uh went down for like birthday parties and you know various family events the the barden family is um if you guys ever come up and come to the mud fest you'd meet them because they come every year now this will be our ninth year coming up this year um should be eleventh year, but COVID, we had to take two years off up here. So, um, but at any rate, um, I went down once I found out he was one of the twenty killed. You know, to comfort my sister because it was a real deal. I mean, you yeah. guys knew about it. Obviously, it was a nas- it was national oh, yeah. news. Here I am, like man, you just we just won the lottery of the worst fucking thing ever. Um, and fortunately for us, Maggie survived. But man, I tell you what, we went down on a Friday, Friday on a Saturday, on a Saturday, because it happened on a Friday. I remember I was going to a CrossFit gym to work out and I was like, son of a bitch. I can't even, 
I can't even think straight right now, but I went to the gym and worked out just because I didn't know what else to do. Right. Um, but at any rate, we went down with a bunch of food for my sister and uh, we had to walk downhill to the Bardens and it was like the hardest thing I've ever had to do. What do you say to a family that just lost their seven-year-old boy in such a way? This kid was ripped apart, ripped apart. I mean, crazy. Mm. Um, and uh, we, that was tough. I got through that part. We went to the funeral on the Tuesday and seeing that little casket ro- roll down through the church just got me. Um, and then the last speaker said, if you can do something to make the world a better place and do something. And, uh, if you got something to say, just to change the discussion then say something. And I just walked out of the church and I said to my wife, you know, I just had this epiphany. I, I want to put a mud run on for these folks. And, uh, on the way to the cemetery, I started making phone calls. I called my buddy at MKJ farms and I was like, Hey Jack, you know, I want to put a mud run on for these guys. We had just done a tough mudder down in New Jersey He's an athletic guy like me, and he was like, um, so uh, he's like, hell yeah. So uh, I called my buddy at Saranac Brewery. I'm like, dude, we're going to need a lot of beer for this event. Uh, That was back when I drank. (laughs) And uh, he's like, hell yeah. And then uh, we did this first year, we did 26 of these hollow chimney logs. Um, They're basically like a roadside tree. Typically up our way, we got sugar maples. They, They hollow out up on these hilltops where there's lots of shale and limestone. So I I had seen them at a party. They're wicked cool. You carve into them with a chainsaw. You can carve like love into them. And at first it's really small, but they burn out and the letters get bigger. So love. And they're, we're talking like, I, I don't know. I can go down the road. I, it was crazy. We had 26 of those. It looked like, uh, you ever listen to the song burn motherfucker burn? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what it looked like um, that first year. We we started and and I was literally like cross country skiing the course. It's steeper than fuck. It's it's literally like I, I'm a, I'm an asshole and people tell me this about our event. Um, I'm actually wearing the sweatshirt from it. I I put on a mud run and all I got is this. That's cool, sweatshirt. bro. That's really really cool. This is our. This dude's right? all over the place. Where I can listen to him talk all night. Yeah, dude, dude. So, um, I took my fence business and my excavation, and we built this obstacle course that kicks fucking ass. Um, I've now that first year we had a half mile kids run. It was like right out where everybody could see it. Um, we did it in a Celtic theme, so everything. Is that it? Because I'm the other way. Is that it? Known as Kid Funky Fried. Yeah, I'm hung like planet Pluto. Hard to see with a naked eye, but if I crashed into Uranus, I would stick it where the sun don't shine. Cause I'm kind of like console. That is called Burn Mother F. Burn. Is that it? Yeah, it's, yup, it's like, burn, motherfucker, burn. When we lit those 26 logs, I had promised the, the guy that owns the farm, Jack, there, I, he goes, are you going to burn my farm down? I was like, no. But they were like giant bongs. I don't know what they look like, but you know what I'm saying. Um, they were big. Some were like 16 foot tall. And we filled them full of dry sawdust and then poured a bunch of diesel and transmission oil down in them. So when they lit... They started belching flame and confetti, flame and sawdust that was like burning confetti. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. They're like giant blow torches, like when the space shuttle takes off. Yeah, and it's like the thrusters are throwing flames. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's what happened. And people were so drunk, and they were like, 
Oh, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. And I had them out on the course. So the course was a 5K course with about 10 obstacles that first year. And I had one every half a mile. So when the property's like slopes up, you could look and see the flame, the smoke rising from up on the course in different locations uh-huh. from the bottom. The way the, the way the property is, it just keeps going up. It's about a 600 foot elevation gain. It, you got about a 40 mile view from the top up to the Adirondack Mountains Dang. in New York. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like being down in Tennessee in the, down in the Blue Ridge. Yeah. Smokies. Smokies. I'm sorry. Blue Ridge is above there. Exactly. Like the Smokies. Damn. Um, so, yeah, so we were going for the retreat, right? Somewhere. What's, somewhere. Yeah, we're going to be down that way. Well, we're going to have to do it up in New York because I'll have the event center. We'll have it's always in Tennessee and Kentucky, bro. We're sorry. No, you guys, we're going to we're going to we're going to figure out something. We'll do something up here sometime. I agree. Um, but yeah, come up to the Mudfest next year, May 6th. Um, now we've got a, we have a half mile kids run, 5K obstacle course with 25 obstacles. And then I've got a five mile tough, tough um, with 35 obstacles. So we got the biggest warp wall. It's like a giant Irish flag. Um, huge rope swing throws you like 25 feet. Um, we have the valley of what the fuck. Um, that's an obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> Does this all come from uh, the CBD and the smoking? Is that exactly. where your creativity comes from? The, exactly, dude. So uh, the entire thing, like I would get high in that first year. I cross-country skied over there because there was like a foot of snow. And like I said, it is fucked up. And I come right up and I find this gravity cavity and I'm high, you know, and I'm on skis. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is going to be like double gravity. At the <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then you go up the next one. It's like slip and slide. I'm like, and then I come to the next one. I'm like, oh, that's fucking meat grinder. And then I come to the next and I'm like, cliff some more. And, so how you know, cool would it be for a bunch of fence guys to show up? Is it March, you said? It's uh, May 6th. May. Okay. I'm yeah, count, I mean, listen. I'm going to count for the hoodie, bro. I like, I love that hoodie you got. Oh, it's, we have the best merch. I've got my my merch guy is, this guy's kick-ass. He, he, I, I actually... He used to work for a company that I was buying my merch from, and he was so much better than them. I'm like, you should start your own business. And this mother, this get this guy Joe Woodworth has a kick ass business. He's all over the world now with this thing, doing oh, wow. marathons. He does nothing but races: Pittsburgh Marathon, Bermuda Marathon. You know, our Boilermaker. He's done some New York City Marathon shit. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it is. And he was just working for somebody. And you pushed him. Well, I was like, Joe, I can't deal with these ass clowns. You make it awesome, and they're, like, bringing me down, you know? <laughs> you know how it is. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I'm, um, I'm kind of, this conversation's going everywhere. I don't even know what to talk about. I'm just listening, bro. I I'm, listening. I'm just listening to this guy talk. He's like, gravity cavity, meat grinder, you know? Oh, dude. Dude, the Valley of What the Fuck. Okay, so they come to the Valley of What the Fuck. I found this Valley of What the Fuck. It was like 30 below with the wind chill. That day I was out mapping. I had been on Google Earth, and I was like, the second year I wanted to add this um, 
two mile extension to create the five mile course. Right. So I looked at the first, I'd get on Google and kind of draw it out. I'd look at the elevations and be like, wow, that's really fucked up in there. But wow, what the (laughs) fuck is that? (laughs) Like, holy shit, I got to get over there. So I got the Garmin and I'm over there. It's like blowing a fucking gale. I got the hoodie pulled right down 30 below. And I come to, yeah, I come to this giant cornice of snow. If you don't know what a cornice of snow is, it's typically something you find like on a huge fucking mountain, not in upstate New York. But we have a thing called Lake Effect here and Lake Ontario will get Lake Effect bands that'll like concentrate on these high ridges. And this place uh, right above where my Mm. mud run is called Skyline. And that's why you got the 40 mile view, right? So this valley of what the fuck had this catcher's mitt of snow. Like it was literally like almost 20 foot thick of snow. And then it literally scoured off because the wind came in so fucking hard. It took it right to rock, right down through the valley. What the fuck? It's just right to bare rock and steep as shit. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Just that's the first thing that came out of my mouth when I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck is we, we're going down this? So that first year, there's this 20 foot snow drift. All the it's melting. All the water's coming off and hitting the glacier. The water is running down through the valley. What the fuck? So they can't even tell how fucked up it is. It's just a jumbled rock, a mess. They're like going down it. Their legs are completely smoked at this point. They're like three miles in and about 20 obstacles. And I'm kicking them dead nuts in the fucking ass right now, downhill (laughs) and in ice water. And at the bottom, I built a pond. So it it was like they had to go up to their neck in it. And I turned them, made them go right fucking back uphill on an angle (laughs) all the way to the top of the valley of what the fuck, right next to the glacier. And then down and then up and then down, hit three seven foot walls. And then I take them into this fucking three pond thing we call uh, Irish Ninja Warrior. So one pond. All the water comes out of the valley. What the fuck? It's it's at like 28 fucking degrees. It goes into the first pond, which is an overhand rope. Okay, but we'll get to that. Into the <laughs> second pond and then down into the third pond. And they come up through and they got to climb a fucking 12 foot platform, go out on a gangplank, pull a rope back on a rope swing to them and try to rope swing across. Their hands are completely smoked. It's snowing out. Okay, it's snowing out and they're literally when pounding them in the face, they got to try to jump off this fucking gangplank and rope swing across the first pond. It's about a 25 foot pond and land on a bank. And then there I think three out of the fucking 25, maybe three people made it across. Everybody else went straight in the water. I broke the ice off. It had chunks of ice floating in it. So this cold ass water, they just fall into it. Oh, yeah, they were just like, oh, it was, it was carnage. You got to see the videos. So wait, when, when, when does this take place? Well, May 6th this year, but this year I have like a moron. I was like, April 5th, last year was warm. I mean, what the fuck? It should be fine. Well, it wasn't fine. We got um, like ass piled with snow all through March. And yeah. it, we, it was literally like snowmen on the course. So I'm, looking, anyway, I'm looking at my calendar. I think on May 6th, I, I, I got to wash my hair. I'm not going to be able to make that. No, you got to come. as a, You're only a spectator, Dan. Let's not shit ourselves. You can stay down. I'll, I'll get to the band part. So the second thing. I don't thing even want to spectate if it's that cold. That sounds terrible. 
So then they go on the pontoon after that that's like tippity-toppity, and that's tossing them off. And then once they get to the third pond, I got shipping line. A dude donated from Port of New York, four-inch shit. They had to overhand cross up the third pond. They just were fucked. They were fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got to so wash this have, head of hair. I we, won't be there. We have seven bands on the main stage. Um, this year, I'm going to get a headliner in. I'm looking at um, a couple of different acts. And then Mark Barden, it's Daniel Barden's father, is a professional guitarist. He's played with Paul Simon, all kinds of crazy guys. Um, uh, the Adam Levine. Yeah. Adam Levine's vocal coach has actually flown out from L.A. and played. Um, in, just insane. Dude's insane. Um, we put out, and this guy, Mark, plays with such emotion. I mean, he lost his boy. Um, his daughter, Natalie, is a really, really good singer. And uh, they did a two-hour set this year on fucking real. Not a dry eye. It's a giant barn dance. The barn's 230 feet long. Huge bar. Um, we got a beer trailer with taps flowing out of it. So people are definitely drinking and partying. It's got that huge festival feel. Um, and, um yeah, it's um, it's it's a good time. Sounds like it. Sounds pretty freaking insane. Yeah. So you come and spectate. We actually have a lot more spectators than um, like sixteen hundred runners was the most we had. That's a lot. Um, yeah, and then so then usually you got at least two spectators. So I, I don't close to five thousand people. Oh wow, that's amazing. So out of sixteen hundred people, only three made it across that swing. Oh, dude. That year, um, we didn't have 1,600 people. We probably had 1,200, um, and of, uh, and only 25 people dared do the five mile because they knew how bad the 5K was. Okay. But literally only – and I, that's the thing with marketing. Like, if I had the right marketing team, then, you know, I would have been really going after the right class of people. I'm just some little podunk mud run up in New York, and – most normal people are like, fuck Dan Williams. I did his 5K. I don't want two more miles of that shit. That's <laughs> fucking bullshit, you know? <laughs> and now we go May 6th, so it's definitely better weather, you know. Um, it could still snow. Fuck, we had snow on Mother's Day 2020, May 15th here. Really? Oh, it's fucked up, man. It's, it's like, I could take a damn pandemic, but Jesus Christ, could it stop snowing? Golly. Hmm. Well, I mean, that takes the fun out of it, right? I can have a pandemic, but this snow's got to go. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. Yeah, I mean, we have beef cattle. I had like 100 cows, and they're shitting calves out into the fucking snowbank, and they don't love it. You know, they die. They... <laughs> Their ears are really short. Their ears like fucking freeze off and shit. Wow. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I live down here. It gets like 50 and people are, it, they got, look like it's 80 below. And when it turns like freezing cold, they close the school here, you know? So, and I kind of like that. I'm okay with staying home when it's in the 30s. 
Yeah, I mean, that. it's it's just we're we're just like, oh man, when it get you go through a long winter here and it gets to like fifty and you're like taking your shirt off because you're just like, you know. But we climate change, you know, it's it's like we moved to southern Pennsylvania here. We're not getting. We just got our first frost the other day. When I was a kid, we always got frost in September, and typically somewhere around Labor Day, you would be expecting at least first week. We d- we don't get it now. How um, far are you from uh, the Canada border? It depends. I mean, at the as the crow flies, point, uh, hour and a half to three hours to you know four hours to Buffalo. We see uh, Ken Ken Throckmorton. He's like forty miles from the border. But there's a but there's a lake in between, right? Yeah, he can't just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, How far are you from Niagara Falls? About four hours. Pepper grew up in Hamburg, the village of Hamburg, right there next to Niagara. That makes me hungry just hearing that. Here in Niagara, or Pepper, or Buffalo, Hamburg, <laughs> Hamburg. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so I, my town supervisors tech, just try calling me. He's texting me now. My neighbors are pissed off at me. And, um, you know, that's something that I was talking to my team about. They're like, fuck these people, you know. Right. And I was like, right. no, right. no, no. I mean, listen, I, I, I we can use a hammer every time. But once in a while, if you're a good leader and that's something I'm really leaning into is like, Hey, I'm doing this community thing here. I'm trying to be good. I've been on the town board. I've coached. I'm doing all these things to be positive. I'm sorry about the dump truck traffic. How can I help you? Can I plant some trees? Can I be neighborly? Can I, what can I do to help? Cause I don't want you to be pissed off at what I'm doing here, but I'm going to be doing it. Um, let's just be clear about that. I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, I'm building this whole resort and it ties into my business. It, when you guys come up and see me here, um, this 250 acres, like my business is kind of like right there and I'm building Danimal and my bike park. And then I got blueberry over here and then I've got Sunnybrook and I'm used, I'm like creating a, a, a farm road so I can haul dump trucks out of my, you know, my shop. I have all my equipment, all my building supplies for this new project come into my Lowe's super center if you will, which is where all my materials receive. So I'm effectively able to build this whole resort, you know, cheap as I can. Right. Right. I'm managing. If guys got a a few extra minutes, it's like, Hey, come help me do this thing. Or, Hey, can you run me a piece of equipment out? Or, um, I need grease that can you grease this machine or I, this machine needs fuel. Um, or I need a load of stone. So, but these local deliveries are happening from my shop to like my property just down the road, and people are getting really fucking tired of it. And, well, hey know. man, we've got a hard quit. An hour and a half being we're an hour and twenty. So yeah. <laughs> we try to keep want, it to an hour. Don't want to derail you. However, leave us with something gold, man. Like what is what's give us give us a tip like you. You, you you were talking earlier about hey if I had it all to do over again and I think I might have messed that shit up with the whole thirty dollar trick thing, um, but if you had it all to do over again, what give us give us something leave us with something solid. What would or you not, do? or not even that man? What 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 right now is happening in your life that you're like if I had it all over to do again? That's what oh, I, I, said, I, I think I you know I I think um, there's something that comes up on my phone every day um, that 
you know, I wish I, I've been afflicted with, and this is something that happens a lot with anybody in a, a leadership position. Most CEOs, there's a pretty high percentage of them actually have some kind of learning disability or didn't do well in school and mm. kind of like buck that, that trend. But I've had this continuous, I'm not good enough or I'm not far enough along. Like I sit here and I continually beat myself up in my mind and say, you know, man, I just, it's not happening fast enough. I wish I hadn't made that mistake or I, you know, that that's just a, a mindset. I wish it's driven me. It's made me who I am. I, I can remember my teachers being like, you're never going to amount to anything kind of shit, or, you know, <laughs> you can't focus. And I couldn't cause I had fucking ADHD, but now I can. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm highly functioning like ADHD and part of that energy that I have is a gift. Um, I guess what I'm focusing in now is like, Hey, just continuing to really build the people around me as leaders to make those decisions and mm. it being okay. And not me not being like, well, what the hell? Why did you do it that way? Cause you're going to be stuck doing it. And I'm just like, well, Hey, what did we learn from that? Did, how did that go? Right. You know, what, where, where do you see this going? And then, that's what I'm leaning into because as far as I know, I can't clone myself. Uh, if I can get people to health, it's this thing called felt leadership. So where people feel like, well, what would Dan Williams do in this situation? And you know what, if it's 90% there, it's better than me doing it. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, and this is what I was telling my, my buddy earlier, my, my gardener, I sent you the link to this. Um, Sandy, <clears throat> my she's just the most amazing woman. She works for me. She cleans our houses, our properties, and does our gardening. She can do more than six 18-year-old boys, I'll tell you that right now, any day of the week. <laughs> she she um she's gotta get a liver. My wife actually went in to see if she'd be a match. My wife's gonna donate half her liver if she matches. And wow. yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. It gives me chills. Like um I helped get her on a helicopter and get her to Mount Sinai where she's getting literally the best care right now. Um, and that was just through me going, doing something I did not want to do, making a connection with somebody that led me to this place, you know, but um, me being okay with missing work and, and going in and, seeing Sandy get better and knowing that if I hadn't made all these choices two and a half years ago to put the business in the cloud and start to trust people and to build that process, my business would fail. You know, I don't know how the hell Sean King did it when his wife got cancer. It's like, mm -hmm. he didn't really have any of that in place, but you, you know, obviously his team stepped up and helped him because he was doing the cop thing at night, right. Trying to run the damn business, mm -hmm. going to the hospital. I still don't understand all of that. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here and that's the other thing, like whining about a situation that comes up. It's like, Oh, oh poor me. Fuck that. You pussy. You're, you know, <laughs> I actually, my back's been hurting since I, I went drunk skiing on Tassel Hill. Like there's that body part, Dan, <laughs> seven years ago. I, I actually just told my brain to tell it to go fuck itself. Like your back isn't going to hurt you anymore, Dan. So by training my brain to say, 
you don't need to live with this injury, you know, make it go away. So I started, um, I went back to my acupuncturist, went to my chiropractor, started getting massaged, got active on my yoga. And you know what? I feel a million times better today than I did two weeks ago. Right. And I just been letting that thing go. I couldn't even sleep. My, my back was killing me and I'd be like whining about it. And people would be like, really, she needs a liver and you're whining about your back. You pussy. (laughs) Come on. She's throwing up blood. Sandy, they put nine pints of blood in her before she went to the, she got airlifted out of there. Wow. It's crazy. I'm really attracted to what you said though, about the, if they can do it 90% as well as I can. That's a lot better than me doing it. And and here's the caveat too, though. If they're only doing it 50%, then it's coaching them up and it's getting to 60 and it's getting to 70 and it's getting to 80. And if they come to you and say, hey, I got this situation and you're like, well, do this. No. Well, what are you thinking to solve this situation? And I've done that for years. That's how I made my Jedi's, all my foremen. What do you you think about that? Um. I don't know, man. I, I I like what he's saying. Um, you know, I've always, not always, but here recently, I've been told it's the seventy seventy one forty rule. And I said this in the last show that we had. Hire two people. Hire two people 70%. that can do seventy percent of what you can do, and the other one can do seventy percent. Right, one hundred and forty percent. They should be able to. Do They'll more do forty percent more than you. You yeah, know, right. so don't try to find somebody that can do everything you can do. Find a couple people that can, and and roll with it like that. So we look at them like the NFL. It's like, you know, we've reached now with the size that I'm at, that I can have a a mechanic on hand, electrician, plumber, you know, carpenter, all the, all the, all the key players that it took time to get there. Yeah. But now, now I, I'm like Willy Wonka. I'm like, Hey, can we do this thing over here? Can we make this thing happen? Can, can I'm orchestra directing? I'm just, I'm, I'm like going around the chocolate factory here. Can we do this? And I need this. And (laughs) yeah, we'll get Bob. He can do that. We'll get Joe and he can do that. Dude, my carpenters shit out, out of the shop like this, like a freaking Pez dispenser. Uh, these farmhouse tables, they cost a hundred dollars to rent per time. Right. He shit out. 25 tables, a bar, 50 benches, some six-foot tables for food in like a week, just like this. And then they got stained. It was like a whole thing. And now I've got them forever. And I could just like all these things happened. You rent them out for $100? Yeah, and I can rent them out. Now I I got something I can put on my website if we're not using them now. Hey, I got these farmhouse tables for rent. Boom. Hundred like bucks that. a time. Now, what do you do with it? Who rents them? Like a wedding? Yeah, weddings. Because we didn't want to have the chairs, and they got to clean them. The benches are way easier; they're easier to store. And um, and it's the thing we're a farm, you know, so it's like going with that whole farmhouse look. Yep. yep. Hmm. Sounds dope. like you got it ironed out there, buddy. Yes, sir. So work times up, right? Yeah. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, we. I think I feel like we should be prepping for episode three, like where you guys are on location (laughs) up here. That would be fun. Hey, we can we can do it episode three, and we can't we can't come to New York. Uh, Just send us a send us a a PO, and you know we'll make it happen. Yeah, um, let's try to do that like in uh, June or July. We will. You guys come up to Blueberry Bash, March or April. You guys come up for Blueberry Bash. That's in. Um, is there blueberry beer? 
Oh yeah, there is blueberry blonde. We put the fresh blueberries in it, dude. Mm-hmm. It's off mm-hmm. the charts. It's and then we got like three different blueberry drinks, signature drinks. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Oh, we do the grazing table and we do the honey in the wood frame. So the honey's dripping down on all the berries with the with, that? with the Dude, local cheese. Grazing? You never had you never had a grazing table. Me? No, I said when is a blueberry bash? Oh. Uh, it was August second this year. We haven't picked a date for next year, but we had like three hundred people here, and uh, we had a live band. We had we had a national act, Yonder Mountain, up on the on the Eagle. Damn, block! I don't know about you, man, but I think I could make that work, and that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's Dude, great. It sounds you like can, this we'll cat's got more water. irons in the fire than, than I got. Dude, <laughs> we'll be, will it be before or after August the 2nd this year? We could put you, um, it probably, we could, we'll outfit it around your schedule, but we could, we want to be probably that first week of August. That's about when my kids go back to school. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I you want to be July, end of July? Yeah. He's going to move the entire thing around. Don't around, around, around me, but I mean, if you, if you have to, if you can. No, let's go last, <laughs> we'll go last, we'll go like last week in July. We'll probably... We'll probably be like a Tuesday on that. Don't bullshit me, bro. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go. And you're coming too. I'm going home to tell my wife. We're going to the Blueberry Bash. Blueberry, blueberry Bash. We're going to drink oh, yeah. blueberry beer, blonde beer. Yeah. And which, and town, we, which we, town is this We've name? installed these meditation stations all around the woods. So you can go over with your loved one into the meditation station and you mm. do whatever, whatever happens there. It's a bunch. Whatever happens at the meditation station stays at the meditation. Some of them, there's like the BJ, some call them BJ stations. Some people call them oh, kissing wow. stations. Um, there, I call them meditation stations, but whatever. Are there wet wipes <laughs> at each station? Uh, there's usually some good vegetation that'll get the job done for you. You know, you just get, grab some fern. <laughs> 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 Thank God this is happening an hour and a half. We got a lot of golf. We got a lot of golf. Hey, Dan yeah. Williams, thank you so much again, brother. Hey, guys, next week we have John Ball from Ball Fabrics. Yeah. Supposedly is going to join us, and I can't wait. Dan Blanc, you got anything to leave us with? Yeah, man. I love John Ball. He, uh, I got the fabric from him that goes around my privacy fence at my yard, man. People pull up, and they're like, wow, this is awesome. Perfect. So, I got to get on that CBD stuff, man. Jesus, I'm listening to Dan here. I feel like I'm not tapping into my creative, uh, <laughs> creative mindset. That's I the T. That's the THC. The CBD is for the body. The oh, TH- yeah. Oh, the so you telling me where it's at. I got to do CBD and I got to smoke, or can I take THC without smoking? I don't uh, know you nothing about it. this. You you could get. I'll There's send you some of We so we make a honey Williams honey with the um, we call it electric. You put the you put the we build a make a concentrate and throw that in the honey. So you can just take like a teaspoon of that electric honey and put it on your tongue. Put it in your tea. Put it on electric, your food. Electric honey. You can yeah. you can ship that down here without uh, any problems. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to have like the DEA knocking my door down because I got a package from Dan Williams from New York. Nah, we'll, I'll throw some Jake Scooter in there. That's what I, you're good to go. We'll throw some cheddar in there. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, it's just got the, the honey and the, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, you man. Guys work, you guys work that out between you. Hey, guys, uh, next week we got John Ball from Ball Fabrics. That's episode 57. Again, tune in to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Three episodes every week, Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning. Hey, guys, drink, but don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hinge. And Benji with CleverFox.online, helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life.